All right, now we're going to be getting into our Old Testament passage together. Let's open up our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 2, and we're going to go from verse 13 all the way to chapter 3, verse 28 together. All right, let's begin. Then Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Do you come peacefully? He said, Peacefully. Then he said, I have something to say to you. She said, Speak. He said, You know that the kingdom was mine and that all Israel fully expected me to reign. However, the kingdom has turned about me and become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I have one request of you. Do not refuse me, she said to him. Speak. And he said, Please ask King Solomon. He will not refuse you to give me Abishag, the Shunammite, as my wife. Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak to you for the king. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him on behalf of Adonijah. And the king rose to meet her and bowed down to her. Then he sat on his throne and had a seat brought for the king's mother, and she sat on his right. Then she said, I have one small request to make of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said, Make your request, my mother, for I will not refuse you. She said, Let Abishag, the Shunammite, be given to Adonijah, your brother, as his wife. King Solomon answered his mother, And why do you ask Abishag, the Shunammite, for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my older brother. And on his side are Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the son of Zeruah. Then King Solomon swore to the Lord, saying, God, do so to me, and more also, if this word does not cost Adonijah his life. Now, therefore, as the Lord lives, who has established me and placed me on the throne of David, my father, who has made me a house, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent Benaiah, the son of Jodiah, and he struck him down, and he died. And to Abathar the priest, the king said, Go to Anathoth, to your estate, for you deserve death. But I will not at this time put you to death, because you carried of the ark of the Lord before David my father, and because you shared in all my father's affliction. So Solomon expelled Abiathar from being the priest of the Lord, thus fulfilling the word of the Lord that he had spoken concerning the house of Eli and Shiloh. When the news came to Joab, for Joab had supported Adonijah, although he had not supported Absalom, Joab fled to the tent of the Lord and caught hold of the thorns of the altar. And when it was told to King Solomon, Joab had fled to the tent of the Lord, and behold, he is beside the altar. Joab sent Benaiah, the son of Jehodiah, saying, Go, strike him down. So Benaiah came to the tent of the Lord and said to him, The king commands, Come out. But he said, No, I will die here. Then Benaiah brought the king the word again saying, Thus Joab said, and thus he answered me. The king replied to him, Do as he said, strike him down and bury him, and thus take away from me and from my father's house the guilt for the blood that Joab shed without cause. 
The Lord will bring back his bloody deeds on his own head. Because without the knowledge of my father David, he attacked and killed with the sword two men more righteous and better than himself. Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa, the son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. So shall their blood come back on the head of Joab and on the head of his descendants forever. But for David and for his descendants and for his house and for his throne, therefore there shall be peace from the Lord forevermore. Then Benaiah the son of Jehodiah went up and struck him down and put him to death. And he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah, the son of Jehodiah, over the army in place of Joab. And the king put Zadok, the priest, over the place of Abiathar. Then the king sent and summoned Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and dwell there, but do not go out from there to any place whatever. For on the day you go out and cross the book of Kidron, know for certain that you shall die and your blood shall be on your own head. So he's saying, hey, there's a border here, the brook of Kidron. If you go beyond that, you're on your own. And Shimei said to the king, what you say is good. And as my lord, the king has said, so will your servant do. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem many days. But it happened at the end of three years that two of Shimei's servants ran away to Ashish, son of Macha, king of Gath. And when it was told to Shimei, Behold, your servants are in Gath. Shimei arose, saddled a donkey, and went to Gath, to Ashish, to seek his servants. And Shimei went and brought his servants from Gath. And when Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath in return, the king sent and summoned Shimei and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and solemnly warn you, saying, Know for certain that on the day you go out and go to any place whatsoever, you shall die. And you said to me, What you say is good, I will obey. Why then have you not kept your oath to the Lord and the commandment which I commanded you? The king also said to Shimei, You know in your own heart all the harm that you did to my to David, my father. So the Lord will bring back your harm over your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed and the throne of David shall be established forever. Then the king commanded Benaniah, the son of Jehodiah, and he went out and struck him down, and he died. So the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Chapter 3 Solomon made a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people were sacrificing at the high places, however, because no house had been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for it was the great high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask, what 
I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have known the great steadfast love of your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart towards you. God, you you remember, he says, you remember my father, you remember what he's done. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of David my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people. What did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. Wisdom how? Wisdom to take care of God's own people. What a thing to ask of the Lord. That I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this your great people? And it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, Because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right and to take care of God's people. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before you, and none shall rise after you. I shall give you what you have asked, both riches and honor, so that no king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Then he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and offered up a burnt offering and a peace offering, and made a feast for all his servants. Then two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O oh my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, this woman also gave birth, and we were alone. There was no one else with us in the house. Only we two were in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your servant slept. And she laid him at her breast and laid her dead son at my breast. When I rose in the morning to nurse my child, behold, he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning, behold, he was not the child that I had born. But the other woman said, No, the living child is mine, the dead is yours. The first said, No, the dead is yours, and the living child is mine. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, Thus one says, This is my son is alive, and your son is dead. And the other says, No, but your son is dead, and my son is the living one. The king said, Bring me a sword. So a sword was brought before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give one half to one, and the other half to another. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, Because her heart yearned for her son, O oh my lord, Give her the living child, and by no means put him to death. 
But the other said, He shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king answered and said, Give the living child to the first one, and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. And all of Israel heard the judgment that the king had rendered and stood in awe of the king, because they perceived the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. When he came and had an opportunity to speak to God, what did he do? He asked for the wisdom and ability to take care of God's people. What a great heart that King Solomon had here. And now this wisdom leaves the people of Israel in awe that this must have been God, that God must have given this to King Solomon. It's important for us to realize that we can do things through him. He gives us strength, knowledge, ability, wisdom, and more. Always work on your relationship with your Heavenly Father because he is the source of all these things. Amen. Let's worship our Heavenly Father some more this morning. Like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well with my soul Yeah Though Satan should buffet, the trial should come Let this best assurance control That Christ has regarded my helpless estate And has shed His own blood for my soul my soul. 
shall reside the clouds be rolled back as a scroll the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend even so Testament passage today is coming to us from Acts chapter 5, and we're going to go through verses 17 to 42 together. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. But during the night, the angel of the Lord opened the prison's doors and brought them out and said, Go, and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported. We found the prison securely locked and guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the captain of the temple of the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with their officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at the right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we, we're witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, 
a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do to these men. For before these days, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. And after him, Judas the Galilean rose up on the day of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So is the present case, I tell you. Keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice. And when they had called the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease in teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. What a response of these people. They were praising that they got beaten. They were praising. Why? Because it says that they were able to suffer dishonor for what? For his name. For that name. For the name that is above any other name. The boldness that has come into their life. The change that has come into their life at this point. Wow, what an example of who these people were. What an example of following God. What an example of boldness that can come as we are saved and we know God has a plan for us. And we have the Holy Spirit with us as a teacher, as a guide. Amazing how people's lives can forever change. Let's remember that today. Let's apply that in our heart and in our life. Let's also close in prayer. Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that we get to come and be here together with you this morning. Lord, we pray all of these words that we have read. Lord, help us apply them to our life. Help us be able, Lord God, to see and hear and have understanding of who you are and of what you're doing. Father, we come, we pray, we ask, Lord God, that this word be life to us, that we too will have boldness and confidence, Lord God, to stand in your presence, to stand in your name, to be able to live and declare you no matter who is around, that we stand on our firm foundation, which is you, our Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you confidently, that we can ask for wisdom, that we can learn from you, Lord God, because you are an amazing teacher. We thank you for the guide which you have given us as the Holy Spirit, Lord God, in our life. Lord, as we go about our day today, Father, we pray and ask, continue to provide healing for our nation, Lord God. Continue to give wisdom to our government officials and strength for our doctors, Lord God, and our nurses and all the medical frontliners. Lord, we pray, sickness and disease, Father, let it be far from our household, Lord God. Let your protection be upon us in our coming and our going, and let the blessings of the tither be upon us, Lord God. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we give you all of the glory and the praise. Why, Father? Because, Lord, you are so worthy. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. Well, COP, you have an amazing weekend. We look forward to seeing you in God's house this weekend as a lot of our campuses are now at 50%. God is good. So make sure you're in God's house this weekend.